Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the One Year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is January 11th, and our reading comes from Matthew chapter 8. Beginning in verse 18, it says, Jesus, when he saw the crowd around him, He instructed the disciples to cross to the other side of the lake. Now, isn't that interesting? Yesterday, Jesus is ministering to that crowd. Today, he realizes, I need a break from the crowd, from the needs, from the demands of all these people around me. And I think that's an important message for us. If God in the flesh at times need to pull away from the crowd and the needs of the people in order to connect with the Father, to connect with the disciples, to rest and recharge. If Jesus needs that, then so do we. Then verse 19, it says, one of the teachers of religious law said to him, teacher, I'll follow you wherever you go. And Jesus replied, foxes have dens to live in and birds have nests, but the son of man has no place even to lay his head. Isn't that interesting? Somebody says, Jesus, I will follow you anywhere. And Jesus says, well, if you follow me, it's going to cost you everything. Jesus never made any attempt to acquire a home or to build wealth or to create a retirement. And I'm not saying those things are evil. I don't think Jesus would say those things are evil or morally wrong. But I think what Jesus would say is let's not allow our money, our possessions, or all of the opportunities that we have in American culture because of our money and possessions keep us from following Jesus and pursuing the kingdom of God and his purpose for our life. And often we're so distracted by all of our stuff that we don't live with purpose. We might attend church and we love Jesus, but we don't live with purpose. We're not really making a difference in our world. And often it's because, well, we're just so consumed by our stuff. So Jesus just says to this guy, listen, you can follow me, but you're going to have to leave some things behind. It's going to cost you something. And I think that's a good word for American Christians. Following Jesus does cost you something. Following Jesus does mean there are some things I won't do, I can't do. I've got to reprioritize my life and my energy and my time and my resources and my relationships in order to put the kingdom of God and Jesus first. And then another guy says this to him. Another one of the disciples said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. But Jesus said, follow me now. Let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Now again, I don't think Jesus would say that we're uh, in such a hurry that you don't have time to go to a funeral. But I think the point Jesus is making is I want to be first in your life. I want to be your first love. I want you to put me first in your schedule. In fact, one of the things that we do here at Definition Church every January is we begin the year with 21 days of prayer and fasting. Why? Because we want to give God 
the first portion of our day, the first portion of our year. That's why we worship God on the first day of the week, right? We want to put God first. In fact, that's why giving is important, is we want God to be first, not our possessions. So much of the Christian life comes together, falls into place if we put God first. And I think that's what Jesus is talking about in this passage. Now watch this. Then Jesus did get into the boat and he started across the lake with his disciples and suddenly a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat. And I just think it's so important to recognize that sometimes in our life, we find ourselves in a storm, even when we have Jesus. And I think sometimes we think, well, once I become a Christian, and if I've got Jesus, and if I'm walking with Jesus, then the sun should always be shining. But what we see in this story is Jesus is present and the storm is raging. And I just think it's so important to recognize, let's get Jesus before the storm comes, right? At least the disciples, when they find themselves in the storm, they've got Jesus in the boat. And so let's just make sure before the storm comes in our life, and in life, storms are coming. That's just kind of part of life. And so let's make sure before the next storm arrives that Jesus is in our boat. Now, I think it's also important to recognize Jesus is sleeping. Verse 25, the disciples went and woke Jesus up. He's sleeping. They shouted, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. But Jesus responded, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up and rebuked the wind and the waves, and suddenly there was great calm. And so Jesus says, as long as I'm with you, there's no need to fear. There's no need to panic. I'm in control. I'm sovereign. I, I knew that we would be here. I got this. And so no matter what storm you may be in today, and no matter what storm we may face in the future, when God is with us, we can navigate. He will help us navigate every storm. I love how Psalm 23 says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. And God walks us through the valleys to build us and to grow our character, and to teach us in order to take us to new heights. And Jesus is taking the, the disciples through the storms in order to teach them some things. In fact, watch what happens. Verse 27, the disciples are amazed. Who is this man? They asked, even the winds and the waves obeyed him. And so the storm with Jesus produces faith, which is very helpful next time a storm comes. And the same thing is true for us. A storm with Jesus builds our faith. And that faith comes in real handy next time we're in a storm or next time somebody we know and love is in a storm. Verse 28, when Jesus arrived on the other side of the lake in the region of 
Gerings, two men who were possessed by demons, met him. They came out of the tombs and were so violent that no one could go through that area. They began screaming at Jesus, Why are you interfering with us, Son of God? Have you come here to torture us before God's appointed time? And there happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding in the distance. So the demons begged, If you cast us out, send us into that herd of pigs. All right, go. Jesus commanded them, so the demons came out of the men and entered the pigs. And the whole herd plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. And the herdsmen fled to a nearby town, telling everyone what had happened to the demon-possessed men. And then the entire town came out to meet Jesus. But they begged him to go away and to leave them alone. So there are these demon-possessed men. And they recognize immediately who Jesus is. And Jesus has authority over these demons. And he tells them to leave. And they go into these pigs. Now, why did the demons go into the pigs? Well, many commentators speculate because pork, of course, was off limits for Jews. And so this was a way of God judging their decision to have all these pigs and to violate the law. And so the demons go into the pigs. But I think what's very interesting, the most important thing and the the most puzzling thing about this story is after that happens and these two men are set free after meeting Jesus, the town is more concerned about the financial sacrifice than they are about the condition of these two men. And again, that is a problem in American culture, is often our love of our money and our possessions is keeping us from living on mission. We're much more concerned about our financial prosperity than we are people who don't know Jesus. And we've got to reverse that. Again, we've got to put Jesus first. We've got to put eternity first. We've got to put the soul of men and women around us, our family, our friends, our neighbors, our co-workers, they've got to be our top priority. In fact, that's really the only reason we're still here. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all the nations. So let's just make sure that his kingdom and the heart, the soul, the eternity of the people we know and love are our top priority. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for what we've heard today. God, sometimes we need to pull away from the crowd and the needs in order to recharge, to connect with God, to rest, to connect with our inner circle, the people that we know and love and that give us so much life. But God, also help us to keep in mind that following you does have a price. It does cost us something. We have to take up our cross in order to follow Jesus. And God, even if we follow you, sometimes we find ourselves in a storm. But when you're with us in the storm, you build our faith and it prepares us for the next storm on the horizon. God, I pray that we would value people, their spiritual condition, their heart, their eternity, more than our possessions so that we can invest in the kingdom of God, we can live with purpose, and that you'd help us to make a difference in our world. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Well, hope that encourages you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.